Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks <laughs> and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and I'm too chunk to function? There it is. And I'm Carter. Gretchen, I'm sorry I laughed at you that time you got hunk at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Barnes and Nobles. Barnes and huh? Nobles. That's what the quote plural. is. Plural. There's so many books there. It's plural. two stores. Plural. Hey. Yeah. That's not the word that we need to focus on, though, from that sentence. It's the hunk one. Why oh, are you that? Guys, tis the season, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For fantasy Candy. football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And real football. Yeah. I'm excited for both. I'm very excited for the teams I've drafted. Wow, yeah. And Who I'd love to JPJ? run a couple of them. Yep. You got <laughs> JPJ. I actually do have a uh, Julio Jones. Okay, that's which pretty is, much... That was one of my not, first picks. Yeah. Yep. Leonard Fournette. We feel good about that one, don't Leonard, we? Leonard. Lenny. Yeah. Skinnerd. Yeah. How do, how do you think uh, David Montgomery will do this year as a rookie? Uh, here's the thing with David that a lot of people aren't really taking into consideration. Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's fresh. Jordan but Sports Corner. He's right got uh, he's got he's got the legs. You know what I mean? I mean, people would say that. Yeah, that's what people aren't focusing on. Uh, you maybe uh, do. You, would you like to hear my the names of some of my fantasy teams more than anything? Yes. Uh, one of them, a good friend of mine, Grayson Hatfield. You ever have just a language that gets developed with friends and yes. no one would really understand it outside? It's called the social convergence theory. Um, if we're getting really professory right now. It's back to school, baby. We can it's get as back professor to school. as we want. And so I I started calling him, his name's Grayson, but I started calling him Goochin. <laughs> Hi, Goochin. And he started calling me Kitten. And so we were Goochin and Kitten. And so this team name I've had for the longest is Kittens Kittens. And my profile picture is just this big old tabby cat with a helmet on <laughs> that's way too small for his cute, squishy face. Okay. So kittens, kittens. And then I've got one called, uh, it's got a Marvel reference in there. Okay. It is, it is uh, a, a nice cartoon drawing of, of the uh, Infinity Gauntlet snapping. It's called Snap Count, which is also a refer, uh, uh, referred to uh, in football. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. You could say reference, and it became a referred, <laughs> refer, <laughs> referred to. You yeah. got a little gold bloom there. You got stuck in that uh, gold bloom loop. And then there's, uh, what is the other one? Oh, so one of them has something to do a little bit with Shiver Me September's and the Pirates. Okay. Means, this yeah. is our next series. Uh, last year, I had a team that my first pick was Saquon Barkley. Sure, Saquon yeah, Barkley's yeah. rookies. So it was called Saquon John Silvers. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That so, is very good. That's fun. That's usually a as we all know, like naming a team is is culturally the biggest deal. One of the most fun parts yeah. of it. That coming up with a team name is genuinely the only part about fantasy sports that makes me excited. <laughs> I would I would love to do that. Hey, hire me. I'll name your fantasy sport team for you. Yeah, five dollars a pop. It's gonna be real unique. Find me on I bet Fiverr. No one else has that name. <laughs> that's not. True. That's not being. Uh, we, did a, we did a fantasy basketball league at work. Is that what it's called? March Madness. That's the one. And <laughs> the name that I came up with, my team didn't use, but I thought it was pretty good. Can I share it with you? Please. It was called Dr. Ibble's Basketball Bouncers. <laughs> and I think that Dr. one was pretty Ibbles. good. 
How did I already know this? Did Maybe you tell I texted me this? you about it. I was very proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won our work March Madness bracket, and I am still owed a Wait, $50 gift card. We've talked about this because when we did our um, spring, delirium, spring Delirium, it was all the yeah, Disney sidekicks. Right, right. These conversations got brought up. That's right. Because I remember team? thinking you're the exact kind of person that would win March Madness. <laughs> yeah. What was your team name? I don't remember. It's <laughs> a good one. I don't remember the name of my team. Probably something better than yours, though. <laughs> Got him. Because we didn't use Dr. Ibble. That's true. Dr. Hey, Ibble. Um, it's back to school. It's the last one. It is. Can you School's believe that it's out. already over? <laughs> almost summer. School's out for summer. That's crazy. But being the last one, that means there was only one possible movie left. Oh, it had to be. It had to be this one. It's always been this one. We always do this and tease it up like people have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> it's the episode like title. The episode title isn't the movie we're going to do. Uh, I bet you can't wait to know what movie. Ooh, guys, do you know what we're talking about? <laughs> it's that little movie you've probably never heard of, that indie hit. It's called Mean, mean Girls. Girls. Uh, and Doge. have you written your thesis statement, four body paragraphs, and conclusion in yes. order to hand in your final exam. Absolutely. Your synopsis? I submitted it through turnitin.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it is not plagiarized. And I definitely did write all of this myself. This week's synopsis comes from IMDb <laughs> user Max Alexander, whose username happens to be iHeartAshleyTisdale264. <laughs> <laughs> Who tried out for a part and didn't get it in this movie, by the way. Wait, are you oh, serious? Man. Yeah. That's why Max hates She this tried movie. out for Gretchen. No way. She didn't get it. That's funny. Max writes, Katie Heron moves to a new home from the bush country of Africa. She goes to a new school where she meets Janice and Damien. Her new friends warn her to stay away from the plastics. The A-list, popular, crude, and beautiful clique headed by Regina George with Gretchen and Karen. When Katie sees Aaron Samuels, she falls in love. When Regina discovers this, she seeks revenge by taking and dangling Aaron in front of Katie. Now Katie, Janice, and Damien plot to bring Regina's status down. However, as Katie continues to spend more time with the plastics, she begins to become one of them. Ooh. Spooky. Are there too many names in that synopsis? Yeah, we kind of... Isn't that kind of confusing if you're trying to tell people? You gave me five different... Yeah. I don't know what the subject is or who. Yeah. It, to be fair, all Max purports to do is love Ashley Tisdale. Yeah, that's true. Max does not claim to write IMDb synopsis yeah. on the same level and as here's the Nick thing. Reganis. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come before it even happens and, and give an, an apology here. Okay. When we get into like the fall and spring, I might not have noticed it before, but I notice it now. I, I become an editor. I grade a lot of papers. <laughs> If I am just way too critical about some of these synopsis, forgive me. Because I'm just like, oh, well. Oh, yikes. It's just like, you got too many many generalities there. Well, you know, let's get rid of the it's and the theirs. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about anymore. I mean, I know what you're talking about. But in terms of like, if we're trying to publish, you know. This is never going to make it to print. It's not going to make it. No, I I hear that. But that stuff will definitely make it to the episode, dude. I'm already tired. (laughs) So, uh, while we're talking about names, this feels like... Perfect. I can't wait to see where this goes. Well, we talked we talked last week. <laughs> Jeez, critical oh, partners oh, even oh, on the oh, podcast. Oh, oh. We talked last week about fictional names and things. Yes. And the more I've, I've thought about that a lot over the last week and been thinking about, like, one of my favorite things about Parks and Rec is Michael Schur's ability to come up with... Stu Lurpus is the greatest one-off oh, character yeah. name I've ever Stu heard. Stu Lurpus, yes. Perd Hapley... Uh, Dante Fierro turning his name into Dennis Feinstein. Like, oh, all yes. of these names are so good. And he does it in every show that he has. And something I've realized is a lot of shows with the humor that I like have these, have kind these of names. great names. That's great. And Mean Girls, dude, it, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, they, they wrote this together, right? Yes. And they're... Uh, ooh. Was it just Tina, Tina Fey? Tina Fey is the only one credited. Okay. Yeah. Her ability, 30 Rock does this as well. Her ability to come up with names is up there with Michael Schur's, I think. She's so great. You've got things like, like my super pump was almost the fact that this movie contains the name Gretchen Wieners. Yeah. It's just <laughs> too much. Yeah. But all of these names are so good. And then you've got like Karen Smith. Dude. <laughs> so 
dull. And you know that yeah. there's maybe someone listening right now named Karen Smith because of how common it is. I actually so know we're a Karen Smith. I don't think there's any chance there her or any relatives are listening to this, but I do know a Karen Smith. <laughs> Talking about, you know, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, they brought about, I don't know, I just feel like for almost generation, for generations, at least decades, comedy was overrun by males. Yes. Yeah. By men. I don't think it's that way anymore. No. And if it's either it's either even or it's women. Because you have, like, when things like, so Mean Girls was a big big thing towards the beginning of that. It, just Tina Fey and Amy Poehler in general. Sure. The fact that the yeah. highlights and the majority of the cast for those highlights was women. Because then you would have Kristen Wiig and now you have, um, oh my goodness gracious, she's hilarious. Maya Rudolph? Maya Rudolph. Kate uh, McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, dude. Is my spirit strong. strong. Uh, A.D. Bryant. Right now they have, um, oh, well, they just lost Vanessa Bayer a couple seasons ago. She was yeah. a huge loss to the show. Heidi Gardner's Heidi great. Gardner's great. Yeah. Like so many of the strongest cast members are women in yeah. SNL yeah. right SNL now. Cast, by yeah, the way. Yeah, SNL cast. But I think you're absolutely right. I think, I, I don't, I'm not saying that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler made women realize they could be funny so much yeah. as I think they made America go, have we been overlooking yeah. some I of think the they, funniest oh, people? Yeah. They kicked the doors down. Yeah, yeah. I think so yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. And for them to be in complete control of the narrative of these stories too is even more credit. It's not just playing or it's not like a Chris Farley. Right. Where you just go in and act crazy. Um, not that he was just only known for that. But I, the reason I bring this up too is, so when Chelsea and I were dating, some of the stuff that we would do would be share movies. This was my idea. Because this is like, this is how I'll get to know somebody. Yeah. Um, I also was using it to my advantage. Like the movies that I would share would be really long ones, which would mean we just get to spend more time together watching the movie. (laughs) But then Chelsea, you know, we used to joke about it. She'd show you these like 15 minute short films and be like, okay, you can go now. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, let's watch Steamboat Willie tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, her entire collection, which by the way, there used to be libraries of DVDs and people still do that. I don't anymore. Something that really broke my heart is I took a bunch of them to half price books because Chelsea and I, you're a digital uh, family now. We're basically digital. And we've we so we've been married for three years and had already moved three different places. And so boxes of DVDs on top of all these moves that we've done, I was like, it's time. And it felt re- it was really hard. It was two hundred, you know, DVD sleeves and yeah, that was tough. Yeah. But most of Chelsea's library had like a pink and white spine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Legally blonde, like all these Great things. Movie. And then one day she chooses Mean Girls, which I hadn't seen. And I was just kind of ignorant too. I hadn't seen Mean Girls until maybe 2013 or 14. Wow. Like a decade after it came out. Yeah. And maybe the next day she showed me Bridesmaids, which had come out very recently during that time. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. These are some of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And it and I don't know if it's just because what culture had get culture had not given me a chance to see something like this. Um but yeah, I felt ignorant. And I was like, oh my gosh. Jess showed me Mean Girls for the first time this past January. Yeah. Like earlier, like seven months ago. Yeah. Eight months ago. Had never seen it. It's just it's hilarious. A similar thing. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. And I love anything Amy Poehler and Tina Fey yes. do. If they, they touch it, fun... it's going to turn to gold to me. Yeah. <sighs> Man. And the one trivia that I have to get out of the way before I forget it. And I know we haven't even really got into the plot of the story yet. But the guy who gives her the... Uh, Gives Katie the card that he's an MC and he's a mathlete. Yeah. Kevin Napore. Yeah. Uh, they coached him on how to rap. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. No were way. Were his rap coaches. No way. That's what a incredible. Fun, just make me a fly on the wall for whatever 15 minutes that was. Do you Seriously. think they'd be willing to be our podcast coaches? Yeah. Please. Let's see if we can get them in. I would to, love to that. To punch up the show. I would love that. Please. Yeah. I, oh my goodness. It's just, so let's, let's get started because honestly the plot is, not the important part. Like the actual sure. the actual winding path is not the important part here. Yeah. So we can start to kind of walk down it a little bit. But uh, Katie moves with her family from Africa. Yep. Hilarious She's never from the gone. start. Yes. You know from the very beginning this is going to be a really funny, witty movie. Yes. And unique, I think, is the, I would say. the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. It's such a unique way to look at high school um, through the lens of— oh, She's an alien. Right. And this is when Thor came to Earth in the first right. Thor movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's never been to public school. She hasn't lived in America before. And so there's just so many new things to learn. Oh, my gosh. And on the first day, she starts a learning. This is going to be one of those impossible 
this is going to be one of the ones where we leave recording and are like, why didn't I not bring that up? Yeah. I know. There, yeah. It's just so much. littered. It's so dense. With humor. I feel like that's Tina Fey's style, though. We're, we're doing a rewatch of 30. Well, Same. it's a rewatch for me of 30 Rock. Jess has never seen it. Same. And like, I mean, Polar does that, too. Yeah, they're, they're both. Like, it is so dense. Like, they don't... I feel like part of their unique style is, like, don't give the audience time to respond to the first joke before you tell the second one. Yeah. Yes. And it's so, that makes their stuff so hard to talk about because I want to talk about everything and you don't catch things. Like, this is the second that. time I'd seen this and I did not, like, the all the foreshadowing. There's so many times we talk about getting hit by a bus. Yeah. Like, all of that went completely like, over my Katie, head yeah. the Katie first almost time. gets hit the second she walks to the school. Yeah. Um, she dodges the bus. Like, it passes right behind her. She doesn't get hit. And then she makes several references to it. Hit me like a school bus. Yeah. Yep. You know, she comes to these realizations where it hits her like a school bus. Yeah. There's all... I, we called it Chekhov's bus last yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. I pump... I almost super pumped just the writing. Like, Tina Fey's yes. writing. Uh, and sorry. I'm getting eyes from somebody in here that that might be what it was. But I... Um, one of the things that I appreciate most in story writing, and a lot of the times it comes up a lot in comedy. Yeah. Uh, but just in general, is when they're, we are not being spoon-fed. They are crediting us yeah. as the viewer uh, to know things. Okay, Or yeah. to be smart enough to know things. I'm just going to super pump now because okay, sorry. it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, so my, my super... It was tough for me um, to decide on this as my super pump because there's yeah. so much I love about this. Um, you know, I'd kicked around several different characters or groups of characters, whatever. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's Tina Fey's writing. Yeah. She yeah. is just unmatched. Yeah. Her wit and the speed with which the jokes are delivered and like the care with which they're placed. 30 Rock is just like this. She's also yeah. the showrunner there as well. Uh, or <laughs> writer at least um, of the show. Yeah. But, writer of the show and plays the writer of the show. Right. Um, <laughs> so but like funny. that style of meta humor, the quick rapid fire where it's like it rewards rewatches because you're missing stuff. Mm-hmm. But then like I realized that everything I was going to super pump, the characters, the situations, all of those things harken back straight to, well, I mean, she wrote those. Right. They're because of her. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, just her script for this movie and her vision is, it, it's why this movie is still just as good 15 years later. Yeah. I can't imagine how much pressure there must have been to be an actress in this movie and come in and be like, hey, you're going to be a comedic actress in a comedy that is written by Tina Fey. And by the way, she also has a big role in this. Yeah, you're going like, to act alongside her, by the way. She'll be there. Holy <laughs> yeah, she'll like, be watching. She's going to be on set every day. <laughs> she's calling the shots oh my on that. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be... It's going to be so intimidating. Pretty crazy. Yeah. But I feel like she's not... I would be intimidated regardless. But it feels like quickly she's going to be someone who is really kind to you. Yes. And has... Well, I've heard that from people that yes. have worked with her. Well, and one of the things I've, I love about Tina Fey is I would guess... I've never heard her talk about it, but I would guess she was probably equally intimidated to be around all of these, like, high school-aged people, probably mm-hmm. because she's just like, uh, too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. Do you know what happened with the scar on her face? Isn't that crazy? No. It's, she was... A crazy story. It was a knife attack as a child. Oh she was gosh. a child. Some random In her front yard. Just does it in, her, in the front yard. Dude and just, just runs up and her. slashes her face with a knife. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the interview she had, I think, with Jimmy Fallon uh-huh. or somebody and was talking about like that's been a hard part of her of being a mom? Yeah. Like she didn't realize she would be so Carry hesitant to like have her kid be alone in the front yard. Yeah. But just that trauma. Yeah. That's so crazy. That to is me. crazy. Wow. Yeah. So just a just a little nugget in yeah, there. Yeah. Super lighthearted. Very yeah. Fun. Honestly, no, Easy I think there's past. a way that we can tie in. I mean, there's a lot of legitimacy to going through something awful and finding humor in that and then making that your career. Because yeah. that happens more often than you think yeah. in terms of like taking something that's morbid and then because of the influence that humor had on getting you through it, like that becoming your flagship product, yeah. like your yeah. mantra. Like well, other people need this to get through if this thing happens to them someday. It's the reason Jordan Peele is such a great horror writer. Mm-hmm. Comedy and like the light and the dark of comedy and horror or comedy and sadness. I mean, they are so closely related thing, to one another. Comedy equals tragedy plus time. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. I mean, all of, uh, maybe all of them, but Robin Williams, the nominations he had for best actor or supporting actor are all really dramatic pieces. Yeah. And really morbid movies. Yeah. So. Absolutely. It's a good point. So um, as we sort of move through this, the the important bit to hit here is that Katie meets her two friends. Janice first and day. Damien. Janice Gosh, and Damien. they're amazing. They are amazing. <laughs> I was trying to see if there was any kind of reference t- from Janice, the character in this, to Janice, the Roman god of doorways. 
Janus is often shown with two faces, and he was the god of doorways and invoked at the beginning of a new year. Uh, and so there was a face. That's why January is named after Janus. Oh my god! Uh, and so there's a face that looks behind and a face that looks forward. And so Janus always presents one of these two faces when he interacts with mortals. There's nothing. There's no reason. But that's so, cool. That's amazing. <laughs> I I do know that Janus Ian uh, is her her last name's Ian. I think. Yeah. I think so. Uh, was I think the actual full name either part of the name or the full name of the very first musical act on SNL. Uh, that um, would be where it comes that from. That Tina Fey is paying some homage to. And then also <laughs> the fact that uh, Janice Ian was actually a, a lesbian. And so it also tied into the script rumors of Janice yeah. being uh, a lesbian, only to find out she's Lebanese, <laughs> uh, which was a, also a really old vaudeville kind of joke yeah. for a long time in comedy. Yeah. That's no, that is pretty fascinating. Good. What you, are you? You should just give us a month a week and tell us what the name came from. There 12, used to 12 be straight weeks. Eight hills and eight tobers. <laughs> Hence the name October. Eight tobers. Eight tobers. Tober is a dude think- that works in a surf shop. <laughs> I'm pretty we'll sure. Thought my name is Tober. I'm pretty sure each of the. The all the boys at the beginning of this movie that's like, and on the third day, God made the Remington. I think all of them They're are Tober. named Tober. Made yeah, the what's Remington that? Remington Tober. My name. Gosh. Hey, also that bit at the beginning is all very good. Yeah. I mean, if if we're not careful, this whole episode is gonna be in that bit. Very so good. funny. And that one, uh, very good. The kind Let's, of things that you don't have to listen to a podcast to do <laughs> right. with your friends. <laughs> Let's meet some characters. So we got Janice, who's not named after any Roman deity whatsoever. Right, we've no. got Damien, who's probably not named after the kid from The Omen. Yeah. Have you ever thought about how hard it would be to balance with only eight Tobers? <laughs> here's, the, here's the big question. Why the lisp? I don't know. The worst That's part, the kind of person that thinks, I don't know. The worst part of that joke was how proud you clearly were of it in your face. Just watching you think and deliver that. Dignify that. Let's dignify that joke by putting it out of its misery, old yeller style, and move back to Damien. Yeah, yeah let's go so to Damien. Like, Damien's probably not named after the kid from The Omen, I would guess. <laughs> probably not. Just if we're uh, talking about... <laughs> actually, it's what if that was the I had the Greek mythology? <laughs> she chose Damien because he's the god of pink shirts. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's probably Guys, it. I love Damien so much. He's so Damien's funny. great. His, One of my favorite uh, his characters. His scream when she comes into the basement dressed like the <laughs> zombie wife. Yes. So funny. The ex-wife. Yes. But we meet also on this day. So we get we get our, our classic uh, click walkthrough. Yeah. What table were y'all sitting at? Did we talk about this? I think so. Yeah, I don't Jordan remember. made me sit at the band table. Uh, yeah, I did. I did make you sit at the band table. I might be over there with Damien and Janice. I think I probably would like, I would I would, like to be. I would most likely end but up being with them. I would normally make a point to befriend the villain, like the whoever is in power. Sure. So, so I don't have to deal with those issues. Katie. I might be Katie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Just less you, ignorant. Beautiful red hair. That's yeah. me. Long and flowing Now, we do, we do meet the plastics here, who as a group were almost my super pump for this movie. Hey, guess what? Yeah, I figured. Gretchen Wieners is my super pump. Oh, specifically pump. Gretchen? Specifically Lacey Chabert. I believe it's Chabert. Lacey Sorbet. I would, I is, would pronounce it that. If if the other option was Chabert, she is phenomenal in this. She's great. She's very She's good. unbelievably funny, and she looks to be somebody who we may spend time with in the future of our podcast. Should we ever return to Hallmark? Because she's. She's kind of Hallmark's new Aunt Becky. Yeah. Now that Aunt oh, Becky is a boy, garbage say, person. Woo. Yeah. But she's so funny in this. She's her, really like, funny. Her nonverbals, particularly in this, are even funnier than the lines that she delivers. Except yeah. her Caesar and Brutus rant in the class yes, is... Yes, that's very, very good. Tier, I mean, top notch. She's so very, good. very good. Uh, she was the voice of Eliza Thornberry. She was. She was also the voice of Zatanna for... In Young Justice, right? Yeah. That's why it's an eight-year thing. Yeah, because season it's one, for, season two, and then a big gap in season three. Right, still counting it. Yeah, eight years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she did that. She was a voice in uh, something else. Oh, by the way, I know, I realized that Jason, yeah, her boyfriend. This, this is embarrassing. Beyblades. Yes. Yeah. He's the voice of Ray from Beyblade. <laughs> you wow. looked it up. You didn't watch Beyblade. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do now? He's really excited that I knew that. Hey, guys. Here's the thing, though. Damien is Carlos of the Magic School Bus. No. Jason is Carlos in the Magic School Bus. Jason is Carlos (laughs) in the Magic School Bus. Yeah, which is cool. 
Damien, Damien's in the fan made version that he he no he's to lying. <laughs> he's lying right to now. Me on tape. He's lying right now. Uh, the Eliza Thornberry thing is funny because that's essentially what Katie is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's a good point. So it's a great point. Yeah, but Lacey, How, tell me about Lacey like Beyblades though. Let's no, let's spend twenty minutes on Beyblades. <laughs> um, one time I got grounded. Uh, you watched the show then a little bit. Yeah, I okay. did. I, I had a Beyblade. I had several Beyblades, and I got grounded. My Junior year of high school for going to Walmart and buying new Beyblades. Um, Junior year. Filling my bathtub with ice cubes and Beyblade battling in my bathtub with a friend and scratching all of the paint off the inside of the bathtub. <laughs> and I got in. I was grounded. So... Oh, I'm sorry. It was senior year, actually. There's so many details that I have I to was unpack. 18. I was an 18-year-old legal man. Chipping the paint off the inside of my bathtub with Beyblades. And here's the deal. I'd do it again. <laughs> oh. Hey, you live by yourself with your wife. She can't ground you. She can't ground me. Can't ground me. And I'm pretty sure our tub's plastic. So <laughs> now what? <laughs> can't stop me. Yeah, the plastics. Not the plastic of my bathtub, but the plastics of Mean Girls. Regina George. Mm-hmm. Karen Smith and Gretchen Wieners. I mean, this was Amanda Seyfried's first role. Was Wait, really? Uh huh. Wow, isn't that crazy? They're all so good. Like, they're there's, there's really, really not a weak member of this no, cast. They're all really good. Yeah, didn't mm. Lindsay Lohan originally tried out for the part of uh, Regina George? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Huh. But then That's they great. gave her the. Someone said it's better for good girls to play. Like the role of a bad girl, and so they got Rachel McAdams. Oh, yikes! <laughs> that was said post production. <laughs> yeah, that's Rachel McAdams. This is I love her in everything. This is the closest I come to hating her because of how good she is at being despicable. She's Especially my, the Notebook, huh? She's my super <laughs> pump. I wanted to spread spread these out a little bit more. I didn't know that Gretchen Wieners was going to be yours, but there, this would not have been such a I. Personally, I believe it would not have been such an iconic movie, like comedy movie, if the villain hadn't been so awful. I agree. And Regina yeah. George, Rachel McAdams as Regina George. Horrible. Whoa. And she's great. awful. Yeah. yeah. She's awful. And it is and it is the kind of awful, it's that kind of evil that is so relatable. Yes. Because you knew yeah. this person. Because you knew this and person And that's what school. makes it, that that is what's so scary about this evil is because it exists Big time, like yes. maybe more in 2019 than in 2004. There is, there is at one point where she's eating the calteen bars, and she's like, "I want to lose three pounds," and nobody says anything, and she does this like look at everybody, like say something. Yes. And in that, and they're all like, oh, "What are you talking about? You're so skinny." That whole thing. <laughs> in that moment, I am so uncomfortable because it's like, "Oh, I've been around that. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah. around that." Mm-hmm. And I think what makes her so uncomfortable. I'm going to go out on a on a vulnerable limb here. I think maybe we've all been that. A little bit at times. Oh, sure. Where we have said the thing hoping for a reaction or we have like accidentally maybe been more conniving than we wanted to be (laughs) or whatever. And I think that's what makes her so horrible is the small glimpses you get of like, oh, she's bad and I've done that thing before. Yeah, and she's got this. Oh, it's so different. But it's like some of the, okay, this is going to be wild. (laughs) <laughs> She's somewhere between, and again, this is a suburban high school version, high school girl version. She's somewhere between uh, Hannibal Lecter and the Joker. <laughs> okay, okay. But because right. she doesn't really care what happens to you. Yeah. But she, she's so... But she will eat you later. Well, she's it's so thought out. Yeah. Like everything that she does that's maniacal has a backup plan. Right. Is she lawful evil? Yeah, she might be lost. Like in terms of like D and D character alignment. Yeah, I think so. What would make it not chaotic? Because it's too honed in, too meticulous. She's probably yeah. She's lawful evil. Oh my gosh, that's like the scariest kind of evil. I know. Yeah, but she's she's (laughs) definitely that. I mean, especially when she starts blaming the book. When she the the reason that it made my super pump, which is her most villainous moment to me, is when she just starts printing off this stuff and throwing it around. The high school. Yeah. How it is brilliant. awful is that? Yeah. Or the little things that she does to try and get people to hate each other. The three-way so, phone call. Yes, it's like so it's worded so oh meticulously. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and it it's it's funny because this is obviously an exaggeration. You know, there there is likely not a high schooler that is this evil. Shh. But it is 
a microcosm of these little things that well, do a, exist. It's a caricature, like a state right. fair caricature where like they exaggerate details so that you can see the truth in the exaggeration. Right. Yeah. Yep. And isn't there something oddly Shakespearean about this story? I think there is. It, yeah. it, and I think it's because it's a, it's a moralism at the end of it. Yeah. You know, like we get a moral wrap up at the end of it. Well, and at the times when it's, it's most, when it's, it's darkest, when like literally the high school is fighting like wild animals, <laughs> that's super comical. But then it's also kind of like a farce of how bad the tragedies get in, like yeah. everyone's dying, like yeah. in Shakespeare. You think of like the end of Macbeth or basically Hamlet, like these, all these people are going to be broken by the end of it and yeah. most of them will die. Well, and they even reference Julius Caesar at one point during. Yeah. You know, I well, it's know. almost a foreshadowing. Yeah. Because Rachel McAdams is going to get betrayed by her own people. Yeah. So, <laughs> E2, Gretchen. <laughs> E2. That's very funny. We're just all thinking about all those Regina Georges we know. <laughs> Doge. Trying to get past that. Doge. There's no way Doge was. No, not a chance. He didn't take candy into the movie theater. He didn't even smuggle that stuff, right? Right. Doge was such a good boy. Doge right. was such a good boy. Hey, while we're on the topic of Regina George, can we talk about Amy Poehler for a second in this movie? She was almost my super <laughs> in, in the short amount of time that she's on that screen. That house. The house, her, the way that she, it, she has one of the best lines in the movie to me when she comes in and she's like, she's like, no, of course there's no alcohol. What kind of mother do you think I am? Why do you want some though? Because yeah. if you're going to drink, I'd rather Ooh, you do it here. See, there's something but that that hits close to home for some people, I'm sure too. That's like, <laughs> I want to be, this is the, I want to be cool mom. Right. I want to hang yeah. out with you. Right. And it's not any one concept by itself. It's that with the sweatsuit, with the, you girls keep me young. Like My wife and I is, refer to that as best friend mom rather than yeah, mother mom. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she's, she's best friend mom mixed with wine mom, which we have discussed the stereotype yeah. of here. That Did is a 2004 see? wine mom. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see how she got that dog to bite her, her boobs? No. <laughs> no. She cut the end off of a cocktail wiener. So then that dog, I'm just trying to imagine her provoking this little chihuahua to bite her. Oh my gosh, Amy Poehler is so funny. <laughs> her doing the dance along with yes, the girls while she's about got to the camera, like watching them. Man, she is, in a movie that already shines pretty brightly, she is a bright, outstanding moment. A more realistic version of her is what Reese Witherspoon plays in Big Little Lies. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a it's a little more dramatic version of that. But 100%. It's very very similar. <laughs> very like everybody knows what she's doing, and she's semi oblivious to it. Yeah, and no, it's that's not very good. It's, it's technically it's about her, but she makes it about other people. Yeah, that's very good. It's it feels like cheating. So th that's the reason this is not my super dump. But I re I'm gonna dump on how little Amy Poehler we get in this movie. Uh, sure, okay. yeah, I could have used a lot more I Amy Poehler, more. and I I would have loved. A parent-teacher conference between her and, and Tim Tina, Meadows and Tina Fey and Tim uh, Meadows. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. understand they're not the stars, so that feels weird to have scenes with only secondary characters because uh, this is Katie's story. But sure, I want them. I want sure. that so this, bad. This movie is so Tina Fey. Like yes. Tim Meadows is somehow perfect for this role, and no one would have picked him but her, dude. Yeah, I, I agree. love him in absolutely everything. Gosh, I agree, He's man. consistently the funniest person. In he the actually ensemble. broke right. his wrist. Wait, really? That was a real cast, and he huh. just played it off and ad-libbed because he has tunnel. carpal tunnel. That's and Tina's like, cool, let's we go. can go ahead and have it in every shot. Yeah, That's, That's great, because so he literally has it the whole movie. It's a year-long movie. He's in a carpal tunnel cast in the span of over a year <laughs> or about a year. Because he has it at the dance at the Which end. Which is so good. Now, he um, he plays the cannibal in third, uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah. right? Yeah, that uh -huh. and then his, his role as the school district representative in the office— Tim Meadows is a genius. His yeah. his role as uh, the Style Boys manager and pop star. Oh my gosh, is unbelievable! I forgot about that. <laughs> he, that's unbelievably good. He is. I like, he's so underrated to me. He I really can is. Hear the sound of his voice starting a line and start laughing. He's that funny yes. to me. Well, and he feels so comfortable in just being that guy. Yeah, doesn't it? It, it feels like he's just cool to just come and be that guy. Like yeah. that's his career. It's probably not overwhelming. People aren't yelling Tim Meadows across the streets in New York. I would. I mean, I some, but would. not as many as like Tina Fey sure, or something like yeah. that. So I love that. I love that role. And yeah. there's and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler always do shows that have people f full of 
Well, our I, show's full of people like it's that. It's weird. I was actually just listening to um, Dax Shepard has a podcast, and I was just listening to him. his episode with Nick Kroll, like on the way here today. <laughs> and Nick Kroll the was dude. talking about <laughs> Amy Poehler, and he was like, "She, her gift is populating the things that she does with people that she cares about." So like huh, people that she cool. knows from UCB, she'll just yeah. hey come come do this thing, come be in this, and that's why everybody Man, that's why that her like show's the best way to do it yes, and that's why everything she does is so full of great guest stars because she has these relationships with them Already. and everybody jumps at the chance to come work with her again. Gosh, man. That's so cool. I know. And, and, I and have they're not to just doing it because she's same. Amy Poehler, the movie star. They're doing it because it's like my friend, my Amy, friend Poehler. Amy Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's I didn't cool. know that. And it's got, that has to translate to Tina as well because they, I mean, they cut their teeth together. They, yeah. yeah. The, if you don't know this, if you've never watched 30 Rock before, uh, Liz and Jenna's relationship is a, say, a parody yeah. of Tina and Amy's relationship. That makes a lot of sense. And so, yeah. <laughs> That like they've been together for a long time, mm-hmm. but before we either get sidetracked too far into just how great we all think the <laughs> actors are, or saying how funny every joke is, I'd like to take a quick pit stop off into the land of shout announcements. Y'all. Welcome to Shout Announcements, the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. The table shook with Dude, that welcome. I had to push myself <laughs> back. To when you say welcome here and when you say hello and welcome, I never know how high your voice is going to go. <laughs> it's amazing. I like to like keep people guessing. Sli- it's like when you hit that thing at like a Dave and Buster's and it's like, how hard did you hit it with Up the hammer? Up to the bell. Yeah. Up to the bell every time. I, I do my best. <laughs> There's got to be an actual name for that, but none of us know it. <laughs> it's the you bell know, hammer the strong boy like, game. How hard did you hit it with a hammer thing? <laughs> It's got the That's game the has to be fair. called Are You Strong? Oh my god, babe, it's the hard you hit with a hammer thing. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta get tickets. <laughs> Prize tickets. I wasn't insinuating that you have to purchase tickets. We like all, we were that. all worried about that. I want to make sure yeah. that you guys know that I know what stuff is. We thought this yeah. was going to be a shorter shout now. Hey, speaking of, we want to give a shout out to Tyler Station because we out here. And by out here, I mean in here, right now, recording in it. Also want to give a shout out to Crumb and Kettle. Yes. Because we're sipping on that coffee. Always. And a final shout out to Podbean. We pay you money. We put, put stuff, stuff on, on you. Podbean. Podbean. Mostly Mostly our podcast. Our podcast. Com. Dot com. Uh, didn't discuss this with the boys before saying it, but I do oh, want to give dare you go do want to give a big shout out to our two fans that we have in here with us. They're very <laughs> silent, yes, blowing air around. These are fans like road rotating fans, with the not, spinny not arms. people who really love our show. Yeah. <laughs> They're very quiet, blowing a lot of air and keeping it cool in here. <laughs> when you give the next, this isn't not. <laughs> How it goes. <laughs> Please Not a this. shout out. It's an announcement. What I gotta go. Keep going. We can't lose any of this. <laughs> hey, landlubbers. You ready to get your sea legs? <sighs> Goodness. Next week, we start our new series. It lasts for a whole month, and it's the most pirate month of all. And so we're calling our next series... Shiver Me September's. Oh, my goodness. We're reviewing four pirate movies. Yep. The last of which is considered one of the biggest box office flops in U.S. cinema history, (laughs) and it feels so spectacularly at being a pirate movie that it falls outside of the pirate month and releases October 1st. I can't wait to watch that. Those four movies are Muppet Treasure Island, Hook, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and Cutthroat Island, starring Gina Davis. (laughs) Gina Davis and a bunch of other people. (laughs) Very... Very Gonna good. be a fun time. Tune in next week. Guys, we are eight reviews away. Oh my gosh. From 200. That's crazy. This it feels is wild. Real. Yeah. I mean, we're almost there. We've got a month and a half. Wow. Until we can start. Uh, wow. I think that's the first time I've said that. Wow. So there's six weeks and then we put our application in and send that out. Who knows how Woo. long the turnover is, but... Um, thank you so much for the continued support for that. Keep yeah, them coming. Yeah. Uh, a specific shout out to uh, Philip Page. So Phil had texted me a couple nights ago and was like, how many reviews do y'all have left? And at the time it was 12. Now it's eight. Um, and he's making it a little extra credit assignment. He's a teacher. So back to school is appropriate for him to be stepping up right now. But he's made it a little assignment. I think it's 10 extra credit points if they can listen and give an honest review. And so I'm waiting to see Ooh. some of those because it usually takes a while yeah. That's to awesome. see the actual review after it's been counted. Yeah. So thank you, Phil. Thank you for taking that uh, initiative and doing what you're called to do. Teach and take that 
<laughs> and use that as an advantage for your friends who have a podcast. Yes. Hopefully so, your students have an easier time earning extra credit than Jordan and I do on Mini Monday. Jeez. Oh yeah. my gosh. No joke. Good point. It'll come back, guys. We're, 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 we're going to get it. Yes. Cutthroat Island. Speaking of coming back. We'll pick three actors from Cutthroat Island. <laughs> Speaking of coming back, uh, let's go back uh, to the show. Whoa. Okay. You said you so, didn't know how high my voice was going to be. I so guess I didn't know I how high keep it was going to be. Yeah. Hey, so I want to talk about the plot to ruin Regina George's life. Yep. Okay. It takes up the bulk. Three of, simple steps. Yeah. It takes up the bulk of the middle of this movie. I but, feel like that's kind of, well, yeah, I guess it's not the whole plot. So here's what I'm learning about myself is if it could even have a dotted line kind of drawn to a heist Dude, I was just about to say, this it. is so high. So anything with like a plan and steps, I think I just like steps. Well, and there's all, always this like nice high energy music in the background. Usually, when those steps are being made, I love that whole vibe. Yes, any anything with like a little bit of a like hi hat maraca combo. I don't know what I'm saying. Oceans. I mean, it's oceans. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yes. But with that, with that heist vibe. It makes everything feel so high stakes. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I like it so much. And yeah. it works well here because they got that plan. Yeah. So the first thing they got to do, what's the first step? Is it ruin her relationship with Aaron? I think that might've been the first step or is that the last step? No. Last step is body. Yeah. Perfect body yeah. or whatever. So I think I think it's it's relationship, plastics, bo- perfect body. Basically. So yeah. they got to ruin her relationship and they do that by revealing that she has been cheating on Aaron Samuels with some dude in the projector room. <laughs> and they keep trying to get her to go up there or him up there. Right. So yeah. Damien stealing the purse is very funny to me because he wears a mask. Who else would it be? Yeah. Right. He's the biggest dude at the school. Well, that's the same thing when Santa walks into the room. Right. Yeah. It's obvious. Right. And nothing for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> right. One of the best moments. There's, a, there's some quotes from this movie that blew up. I think for no other reason than they're just kind of funny. Like, right. like you, you go, go Glenn, Glenn Coco. Coco. Yeah. yeah. Or um, she doesn't even go here is pretty yep. funny. Yep. But none for Gretchen Wieners. It's the combination <laughs> of her name, again, but also the fact that as though anybody who delivers anything is like, package for you, package for you, and you don't get one, and you don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> It's a binary. It's you're none getting for Gretchen one Wieners, or bye. you don't. Yep. You don't is what I just said. <laughs> but they, they ruin her relationship. Check. There we go. Yes. We move on. That's the guy from Pacific Rim. Damien? No, the guy <laughs> that is making out with her in the projector room. Wait, what? That dude, I recognize that guy. He's also- Shane something, whatever his character yeah. name is. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the general. Obviously not Idris Ilba, but he's like- and Not Charlie Hunnam. Wow, sorry. Interesting. That's crazy. So, relationship <sighs> ruined- Katie's moving in on Aaron. Yep. So there's that Caddy. thing. Caddy. I think it's Caddy. Caddy's moving in That's on so Ron. And then uh, they got to ruin her relationship with the plastics. This is my favorite step of the process because so much happens here. Yep. This is all around Christmas time, which means it's just better. I don't know why, but it is. Sure. If it's, you have, yeah, most high school movies need to have a little Christmas or winter session. Yes. We missed that when it wasn't in Harry Potter. When we get to the later ones and we don't have Christmas anymore. That's right. Christmas just stops happening yep. when Voldemort where's comes the, to power. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Well, it's like Narnia. It's always winter, but never Christmas. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, the plot to pull apart the plastics is so good, but I want to talk about the Christmas dance that they do. Mm. Can we talk about the four-way phone call that happens first? Oh, yeah. No, that's really great, too. It's so good. That's all I want to say about it. It's it is amazing. so good. Uh, Karen forgetting to switch lines. That hi- that's a highlight for Karen, I think. That yes. highlights her mainly. She she almost stole the show to me. I agree. At times. Um, at times. I feel like every, every member of the Plastics goes through. Like, Honestly, that's a good you point. You might be the best part of this. Honestly, right, yeah. that's a good point. Well, and I, I think there's an argument to be made that Rachel McAdams and Amanda Seyfried are probably the two best actresses in the Plastics, probably in the movie. But... I could see that. I mean, they all shine, I think, is the important thing. But yeah, Karen is brilliant. Not as a person. (laughs) (laughs) But we get to the dance, and um, it's just so funny. Like, the parents' reactions to how grotesque the dance (laughs) is, and what they're wearing is absurd, and the reversed choreography, and kicking the boombox into Jason's face, which is... So, here's the boombox thing. 
<laughs> that boombox fills the entire auditorium with enough sound for them to know what the dance is. They don't have monitors pointing at them. That yeah. slapback's got to be crazy. That's why this is my super dump. Technically, <laughs> no, it's not. And then it's got to be made out of styrofoam to fly that hard into Jason's face when she kicks it. And yet I don't care about any of those things because yeah. of how funny it is. Oh, no. I mean, I think when we have the mall scene before this, where they basically become wild animals, that kind of recurring theme there gives us room to do whatever we want in this world. We haven't really even talked about how brilliant it is to keep comparing high school to like the Serengeti. Right. Like, because that's basically all she's known. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's such a good, and we, we mentioned when we were watching last night, how fun it must have been to film those scenes when oh, everybody's yeah. like screaming Jeez, and yelling yeah. and yeah. all those things. That must have been a ton of fun. For sure. The and I, facial expressions kill me. Aaron those. Samuels roaring yes. like a lion is yeah. so funny. Oh my gosh. And Or like a monkey or it's whatever monkey. that is. Screeching like a monkey. Oh, that's right. Like that's monkey. what it is. Yeah. He does it well. He does. He does a great job. Has that dude done anything since this movie? I don't know. He's probably just looked pretty on other shows. Yeah. He does a great job of looking pretty, especially <laughs> with his hair pushed back. Uh, I'll get back to you on a little bit. I'll go look at that. Fair enough. Keep going. His hair or his credits? Now, <laughs> as as Katie becomes more involved in the plastics and becomes more pink and frilly and puts in hair extensions and all of those things. The host of Cake Wars. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I do feel the need now to place my super dump. Do it. I feel pretty strongly about this, and I think it might be a little spicy, so I'm prepared. Um, Lindsay Lohan's my super dump Okay, for this movie. Okay. I think she's the weakest member of the whole cast, and I feel like you could have almost had any actress play Katie Heron and been yes. fine. Like, she is the most interchangeable. Like, could not <clears throat> imagine tough, anybody yeah. else as Regina, Karen, or Gretchen. Like, all of these people fit their characters so well, and I feel like you could have had pretty much any person play Katie Heron, and it would have been the same movie. Yeah. Or, that or is better. Tough. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying, but I don't know. With such a cult classic like Mean Girls, it's hard to say you can replace anybody. I know. I mean, it feels it's like, like, well, so Princess Bride would have been better if Inigo Montoya was played. But, you know, it's Sure, like, I hear you. Yeah. But, but <clears throat> we're only saying that now. We're only saying that because we've had 15 years of seeing Lindsay Lohan on the cover and as Katie. But True. if we're just watching it for the first time and it's not Lindsay Lohan, I don't think we're going. Now, it, what's yeah. the missing piece? Why Lindsay, is it? Lindsay it should Lohan's have been Lindsay. The missing piece. Yeah, yeah, I, get I that. think you're exactly right. And I, I, and I think a perfect example of it is I would call Easy A a very like kind of modern version of Mean Girls in a way. Sure. A movie that is almost just as strong to me and just as funny. And if you take. Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone, thank you. If you take Emma Stone out of the role, it's not the same movie anymore. Yeah. Honestly, I, Emma Stone as Katie would have been... Would have been perfect. Yeah, sure. Okay. I see it. Yeah. It's I just none too. of the laughs are coming from Lindsay. None of the, like, They're not, big but moments. Our, that's, what's, that's why I'm having a hard time with it, because isn't she just supposed to be the canvas? When is the canvas the funniest part? Yeah. Sure, I, I totally hear you, but... <clears throat> she's she's Harry. Any actor could have played Harry Potter. Right. You know what I mean? But she's also the star power. Yeah. I mean, so that's was Dan Rad. No, he was not. <laughs> I think he super was. At 12? No, no, no. That's like, what I'm... In, okay. This is yeah. the first Mean Girls. Okay. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's the only one. No, I know it's not, but it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. She's she's the weakest point of the whole movie to me. Yeah, I mean, I I see it. Yep. I want to talk about the uh, the sort of breakdown of the whole plan at the end when everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's this is great. And this this is a uh, a pretty often used storyline in terms of the uh, protagonist essentially becoming the antagonist. Yeah, this kind yeah. of transformative. And that's a good flip. Mm-hmm. It's done well here. It is. Yeah, I, I appreciate the nuance. Like the subtlety that that we say whenever she talks to Janice outside of her home, and he's like, "You don't pretend like you're any better than the plastics." You know what I mean? I right. love that we we kind of put that like nobody's really doing the right thing; everybody's being horrible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Could it have been that there was something that Regina George just saw in Katie the very first time she saw her to be like she's moldable? Yeah. So I was like, she. We could probably get her. I think I think they probably saw a pretty girl that. that they had yeah. reclaimed. Yeah. And I think that Janice and Damien probably saw a pretty girl that they didn't want to see get claimed. Sure. I and think so, it's an outcast that they hadn't that hadn't been claimed. You know what I mean? I think like it's nobody's right. acting in Katie's best interest. Everybody sure. is acting in their own clique's best interest. Yeah. yeah. 
and and I think at the heart of this movie it is a click based story, even though it kind of goes beyond that eventually. But yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think it's sort of a tribal like my yeah. thing is more important yeah. than the other thing. And we're doing the same thing, but we're better because we're the right ones or right. whatever. Exactly. <clears throat> it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't really I hadn't really thought about it like that. You you're smart, dude. Has Thanks, anybody, man. Hey, Thanks. Does, has anybody <laughs> ever told you that you know things? No, I'm not that smart. Yeah, it's probably true. <clears throat> so, no, you uh, are. You are. Oh my God, you're so smart. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, you're so skinny. So I'm so smart. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was good. Um, I like the Calteen Bar plotline. I think it's funny when she finally realizes what has been done to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, <laughs> they're in like Swedish or something. Yeah. Even though she was just told they're Swedish. That uh, It's little moments like that that make it dangerous for me to get caught up in how funny small things in this movie are because I'll just talk See, about it forever. I don't love the Calteen thing. Something about that feels like, as, <laughs> as somebody who did get bigger than he wished he did in high school, <laughs> that feels, a, maybe that's a little close to home or it's just like, sure. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's something about that that felt a little insensitive to people who maybe do struggle with their weight in high school. But No, I, I hear that. I just think that- I think there was a lot of- and I don't want to call anything that's insensitive appropriate for the plot, but I think there's a lot of, you're supposed to feel icky. Yes. That's yeah. like, this is high school. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, I, I would say if there was anything to not have, that would probably be <laughs> the best one. Well, and we were watching it and we're, you know, we're we're trying to, to watch our waistlines right now. So we're very calorie conscious. <laughs> and so you just heard a room full of calorie conscious people go, <gasps> when they said 5,000 calories a day in the yeah. movie yesterday, it was very funny. That's funny. <laughs> it was probably not the intended reaction of that Guffaw. moment. Right. I probably consumed 5,000 calories for dinner yesterday, though I did eat a whole pizza. Just for me. Just the boy. Well, after five pieces of pizza, it starts going backwards. Did you know that? I think so. I think so you so. start retracting some of the calories you've so had. I had two pieces right. Because well, the calories fight each other and then they both well, die. It balances out, actually, I think, <clears throat> because it's essentially like when you push more Play-Doh in the top of like a Play-Doh thing with like the holes at the bottom. Like it's sure. just, it's it's not more in. It's just some is coming out as you're pushing the new yeah, Play-Doh in. You've just described pooping. <laughs> that's oh, what yeah. Done. That's, that's what, what it is. is. That's what that is. Okay. I, wow. I've never... Wow, Dutch, I've never thought about it that way. Has anybody ever told you how smart you are? Oh, guys, I'm not that smart. <laughs> you're so skinny. No, you're so smart. It feels like we just did this. Do you think... Glee... Did y'all ever watch Glee? Uh, no, I've sir. seen it here and there. I've seen all of it. Uh, started in 2009. Yeah. There are so many similarities in the vibe okay. outside of the singing part. I wonder if Glee would have happened if had Mean Girls been. had not happened. Interesting. Do you think Easy A would have happened if Mean Girls hadn't happened? That I probably. Don't think. I probably do. You think Easy A would have existed outside of? Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, is Mean Girls the template, or is Mean Girls another iteration of like The Breakfast Club? Uh, it is I mean? probably closer to that to me. Yeah, I don't think it's the template because we've we had had successful high school movies. Yeah, before, but it was a modern day template. I mean, it was the. Yeah. Because culture changes, yeah. and so you're going to have a new template at some point. Sure. And, and that's what a lot of these shows are trying to do, like sure. Pin15 and um, some of these shows, the streaming services have their own high school show. Like, right. it always happens. That right. Way. Yeah. But not, not, not like, <laughs> that was the sweetest, yeah. 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 Uh, like Riverdale right. or something like that. Sure, yeah. There's always going to be the sports-based one. There's going to be the one that's supernatural, and then yeah. there's going to be the one that's actually clicky and funny. Like Friday Night Lights, <clears throat> Supernatural, and Clicky and Funny. Yep. My three Clicky favorite shows. My favorite show. It's all of them. Right, sure. Buffy the Vampire Sayer. Sayer. <laughs> so, the Vampire Sayer. <laughs> Buffy's just like, Vampire. 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 <laughs> How many different ways? So It's a good show. Regina gets mad. Like, when she screams. It's, it's very funny. So funny. Yes. She writes her own name in the book. Um, she uses a very funny word that I don't know that we feel comfortable saying on this podcast, but it's so funny to me. Yes. And um, have you guys seen the the meme that came out? I think it was about ten minutes after the Game of Thrones series finale. It was. Aired, yeah. Where where Game of Thrones spoilers? Sorry. Writes that in the King's Card mm-hmm. book about mm-hmm. Jamie. Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes. But she causes this ruckus. And she throws the papers. Everybody gets in trouble. They start to fight. Tim Meadows <laughs> smashes a fire alarm. Oh, I did not leave. That was so good. And then they're all in the gym. Yeah. This is one of the best scenes in the whole movie. This is iconic? Yes. Yeah. I, I would say iconic. Yep. Yeah. Tina Fey runs this scene. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. She's so good in this. She is in control here. Yep. And, uh, but I also think that it's interesting, like, this feels like the point where she was like, now's my message. Now's yeah. my part where I get to write to the audience a little bit of yeah. like, we got to stop being so mean. We got to stop hurting each other. Like, Here this is pointless. Is, so, this is the story of a girl? Yeah. Uh, the story of my super dump, actually, oh. is how at the last minute, this movie turns really heavy handed. Mm. Um, in a way that doesn't feel like it <clears throat> super matches everything that's come before the first three quarters, 80% of this movie. Uh, Carter, you made a point earlier about how it like trusts the audience enough to make its own connections. Yeah. I don't feel like we do that at the end mm. when we're just like, and honestly, everyone, it's way better to be nice all the time because friends are better than enemies. And you know, it's just yeah. like really sure. heavy And it almost feels like the lesson that they've learned, they're just kind of groupthink, like going with emotions because everybody else is. Right. Like yeah. when they're doing the trust falls and things like that. And then it, but that's because it's going back to just being a fall out of the, out of your chair comedy, like funny. But yeah. It, so I, I'm going to let you have your own super dump, but like to me, it is written that way because it is to a group of high schoolers. Yeah. That's who she's addressing in that moment. And yeah. they may need that spelled that out as high schoolers. That's a little bit. I think within the text, it's fine. Sure. It, it works. But just as, as, a movie, a, it, as a thesis for the movie, this doesn't feel like it tonally goes with everything else to me. Fair. Um, do you love the scene though? Yeah, it's very good. And I don't dislike the scene. There's sure. Just, this is the one thing that's like, mm, that feels like maybe it wasn't executed as well as it could have been. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But again, it's Mean Girls and I'm just me. So <laughs> yeah, you got to find it. So Tim Meadows raises his hand when everybody has been yes. victimized by Regina George. Don't know why I think that's so funny, but she I She tries do. to play a victim mm-hmm. in, middle, yeah. in front of everybody. And then they do all these trust falls. We get, she doesn't even go here. Yes. Um, we get uh, diarrhea in Barnes and Nobles. Um, it's just <laughs> all very funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Regina George runs away and gets hit by a bus. I love yeah. that. I love that. When is there? Maybe there is often. I'm just trying to think of a comedy that I've seen before that had such a morbid twist. <laughs> I know. But it felt like it. Sixth it, Sense? It felt like, oh, yeah, it, one it, is felt funny. like it belonged there, though. You know? It yeah. doesn't seem yeah. out of place. It's like, oh. And I, all the foreshadowing. I think one stuff. of the reasons I don't love Lindsay Lohan in this is how flatly she delivers. And that's how Regina George died. No, I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be crazy? She was fine. Yeah. The more I think <laughs> Lindsay, about it, her, she's not in. good in this. Yeah. <laughs> it's that and her speech with the tiara at the end when she's like, you look so pretty tonight. Seriously. You all, you all do. That hairdo, it must have taken hours. If that hairdo took hours, hours. fire your hair. <laughs> Get new hair. If that a, took you it's hours. It's a tight ponytail. <laughs> oh man, chill. <laughs> Go to the hair store and ask for your money back. Yeah, Gosh. get a refund on that hair bun. That's my new thing. I love it. That's my new thing. I hate it. So yeah, she gets grounded, but she's bad at it. She wins the mathathon. <laughs> my super dumps here <gasps> because we're supposed to have this like her realization. And a change back. Oh, what have I become? Right. Kind of thing. And it's at the expense of just kind of tearing apart this girl that she's against. Sure. And it didn't land for me. Like, it doesn't feel like she learned a lesson. No, Because I don't even think in her lines, she apologizes about saying those awful things about that girl. She never says, wow, that was mean. She's like, but it won't make me better than her. Right. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Never thought about that. So there's no confirmation she's learned any kind of lesson here. But it won't make me better than her, and and it even ties to at the end she her the fact of her terrorizing people that never leaves like that's going to be a part of her narrative. She says right. that's what she's learned. So when these new juniors come in, she'll she'll wreck them too. Because remember how we wrecked Regina and she got in a neck brace <laughs> and broke her everything, right? So I was like, ah. Yeah. Oh. Man, you, I get what they were trying to do because it. it's like you the boys picked it. the girl to be the last one. Oh, right. who's, who do we think is the weakest? Who do we think is the weakest? Oh, that actually turns out to be strongest. So everything that was happening around her specifically was great ending to the story. So yeah. she is not redeemed wanna, to me. Oh, I agree with you. I want to jump on something real quick. It's sort of a tangent here in this scene. Do you ever feel like sometimes movies are so funny that the general audience latches onto lines that aren't funny because it's just expected that everything's supposed to be are funny? Are talk no, about The Limit Does Napoleon Not Exist? Dude, why is that considered That's funny? not funny. I see people quote, The Limit Does Not Exist, as though they're being like, who am I supposed to build ranch for now from Hot Rod? <laughs> and it's like, you know that's not a joke, that's right? Not a joke She's line. just solving a math problem. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, yeah. I get why October 3rd is funny because she, the character has significance to it. Yes. And there's nothing significant. But, like, <clears throat> the limit does not exist. Exist. <laughs> the limit does not exist isn't a joke. No. Yeah. She's solving That's the funny. math problem. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like so many people have been like, the limit does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All those turkeys that yeah. watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so... Fast. But do you get what I'm saying? Yes, like, sometimes yeah, I do. It's sometimes stupid. they're like, ha, it's a funny movie, so every word is funny. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally, I thought that last night as I was watching it's it. It's weird, like, right? That's yeah, not a joke from this. Sure. So anyway, she goes to the, I mean, it's prom. They don't call it prom, but it's prom. And then she wins prom queen. Is prom like copyrighted or something? Could they not like call the it big prom? Game. Spring, yeah. whatever. Spring fling is the big game. Yeah. <laughs> Could they not call well, it prom? I think spring fling is fun because of phonetically spring fling queen. And that Sprinkling Queen or you King. You said that twice. There it is. And that one. See yeah. how funny that was? And we yeah. wouldn't have had that if it was called <laughs> we wouldn't have had that if it was called prom. It could have been the prom bomb. I'm just defending it because it was almost my super prom. The name of the <laughs> Wait, really? No. Oh, good grief. So we have arrived at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time mm-hmm. to rate it. I, and first of all, we'll say sorry, but not sorry. We're not gonna mention there's so many of you listening, maybe 89% of you are gonna say, but what about this part? Under the lights here and under the pressure of only having an hour to talk about a movie like this, yeah. I'm sorry if we missed it. We we could very easily go through scene by scene and be like, hey, that part, that's so good. Yeah, right. Take, take yeah. the additional two hours that we could tack onto this episode and just go watch and Mean Girls. Watch mean mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. For sure. So anyway, we here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have used science like the one from Katie's school. Same one. Yeah. Um, probably a little bit of math too. Mathletism. Mathleticism. Mathletism. To create the scientific cinema scale, which is scientifically the perfect way to rate movies. <laughs> and it is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing, let's buy it. Followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Who'd like to go first? Me. Buy the poster. And I promise, I promise when I was watching this movie, I knew going in, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I had to, even with a critical eye, be like, okay, don't just do this because of what it means culturally. Sure. Still buy the poster. Okay. It is, it is, yeah. It just sets the stage for, it, it. I think any high school type thing after 2004 is going to be compared to Mean Girls. I think that's in fair. In some way. I think so. Or there's even a character that shows up in some other environment that you're like, wow, that's so much like Damien. Wow, that's totally a Regina. Like, that's fair. And that's amazing. I give credit to the the influence that this was. And it is just an ode to Tina Fey. Sure. Yeah. It is some of her best work. And boy, is that saying a lot. Right, yeah. So, by the poster. Yeah, she's got quite the, the portfolio. Oh, yeah. This will be a poster from me as well. And I'm here with a prediction for you guys. What? By the time... Our children, which none of us have, it's true, are in high school. This will be a movie that feels to them the way Ferris Bueller's Day Off feels to us. Mm-hmm. When they have 2000s Day for their spirit week, they're going to come dressed as characters from Mean as the Girls. plastics. Wow, yes. that's a good point. This is wild. Yep. That's a good point. That I'm going out on a limb. Nostradoshmus, predicting the future. <laughs> so there's going to be a poster from me. Yeah, I oh, man, I'm torn. I thought I had my answer before we sat down to talk about the podcast, but the more we talk about the movie, rather, but the more we've talked, the more I've started to lean another way. And I'm I'm gonna stick with it. Do it. This movie's a buy it for me. Okay. Um, when I sat down, it was gonna be a poster, but the more we talked, the more I realized that most of the things that I love about it. I still love about it, but there are just things that pop up when I watch it that are like, this is not perfect to me. Yeah. But I really can't stress how much I love this movie enough. Sure, sure. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a buy it for me. It's, it's one of the funniest movies out there. And I think with that rating, that makes Back to School our most positively reviewed series. Oh my gosh. Maybe of all time. I think it is. I never, I never felt this way. Now, director, the chooser's choice was really high. Yeah, that was. I don't know if any of us did anything less than a buy it on some of these movies. For chooser's choice? I don't think there so. There weren't that no. many posters, though, I don't think. Yeah. Right. So I, if it won, it won by like two posters. Yeah. And so yeah. that's fun. That'd be fun to keep track of Yeah. somehow. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I was only a buy it for Ferris Bueller, and y'all were both buying the poster. So, yeah. and I, our, of the four, the one that we all bought the poster was School of Rock. How fun is that? It makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. yeah, just to who we are, of who we are as people. And it then we all bought sense. Dead Poets. We did. Ferris Bueller was two buys, and a Mean Girls is two buys. Two, two posters and a buy, and then two posters and a buy. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. Very I mean, that's got to be the wow. highest one. Yeah, I think you're right. To end today's to end today's episode. <laughs> 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 To end today's episode, there's nothing more high school than pool parties. And there's nothing more pirates than cannonballs. And you cannonball into swimming pools. Whoa! So, what I would like us to do is to each say our name and to name a new dive after something (laughs) piratey. What? I've already got one. I've got one. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and the half-mast is a cannonball, but you're bent over at your waist like the shape of the letter U. And you you, <laughs> you enter the water both feet and hands first. This is amazing. I'm Doge, and the hottest new move taking all the pools by storm is to do the pieces of eight. Where you <laughs> jump off a diving board and hold up eight fingers, and when you land, you pee in the pool. Peace is amazing. I'm Carter, and mine's going to be called the Muppet Treasure Island. You know that smaller friend you have? Find them. Y'all jump off together. Stick your arm about halfway up their butt. <laughs> And just say your favorite line, or have them say your favorite line from Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> it's going to take a while. Make sure it's a nice springy board. But <laughs> if you can pull it off, 10. 10, 10. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.